What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find All it takes is faith. Trust. Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Hello, Neverlanders! Take your pixie out of your pocket and sprinkle some pixie dust around because your host, the Spider-Pan Jeremy, is here again to lead you to Neverland, and we've got our favorite helper. Well, one of our favorite helpers. I better say that the Wendy nerd is that Heather is my favorite or I'm going to get in trouble. But our other one <laughs> is Lost Boy Retlaw. Hooray! It's Eric Hi. and he's back again. How's everyone doing? Well, hopefully they're doing good. And if they're not doing good, they're about to be doing good because we've got a lot of stuff here to go through today. Well, you know, I, I do have to say that the grammarian in me here has to come out. You're never doing good unless you're actually out and about doing good for people around you. We're all doing well. Well, sure. Okay. <laughs> if we want to be grammar police, I guess we could... Yeah, I guess you're right. So. <laughs> uh, I got that from Weird Al anyway, so... Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but we have some very interesting movie news to discuss that I'm sure most people are familiar with. But uh, when we get to it, I'm sure you're all going to be like, Yeah, I already knew that. But still, we're going to talk about it. Uh, we also have two new trailers to review in the Neverland Trailer Park. Exciting stuff there. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about... We have a little bit of Disney game news. And, of course, we're going to visit the Neverland Story Time with an adventure with the Gummy Bears, which is actually very appropriate for one of the guests we've got coming. Uh, we have some ride audio that Eric has shared with us from his last one of his trips to Disneyland of the Tower of Terror. Just a scary little bit. But then, of course, we have two fantastic guests that I'm squeezing in, not at the same time, but uh, Katie Lee, which if you don't remember everything she's done, she will tell you all the wonderful things she's done, and she's got something really cool she's worked on that you're going to love to hear about and going to want to get a copy of. And then, of course, for the first time, I got to speak with Yeehaw Bob, and if you don't know who he is, you're going to find out by the end of the show. Sound like I got enough stuff packed in here today? Uh, I think we do. I think there's <laughs> plenty to go around. Oh, yes. And because there's so much to go around, I say we get started with some movie news. Your attention, please. Disney movie news. 
Okay, now I I can't say this is very surprising because we did hear that Disney did get the uh, licensing from Paramount to be able to do one of these, but they finally announced July nineteenth, twenty nineteen, Indiana Jones five, for lack of a better title. Do 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 do. And it's nice they're going to have Harrison Ford back. Although, granted, I mean twenty nineteen when this comes out, they'll probably film this if not twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. And isn't he already over seventy? He is, he is. Um, in fact, he's older than uh, uh, Sean Connery was when they filmed Last Crusade. <laughs> well, well, he is one of the toughest buggers you'd ever see, so uh, you know maybe he, he can still hold in there. Well, you know, he, he can walk away from a plane crash, he can walk away from breaking his leg. Yeah, he, he even uh, you know, managed to get away from those wrath scars. Yeah, although he didn't quite escape his own son, you know, kind of had some father issues, I guess. Uh, <laughs> better left unsaid. Better left unsaid. Uh, but this is going to be produced by Kathleen Kennedy, which is always good. She's always working mm-hmm. with Steven Spielberg, who's going to direct. No mention of George Lucas having anything to do with this, which wouldn't surprise me, because after all, Disney owns it, and so George really doesn't have a say anymore, which may be a good thing, because all right, I've been reading all day here, well, Saturday as we've recorded it, there's been people who have been, oh no, this is terrible, but David Coap is now going to write this, and people are upset because he wrote Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But let's look at it this way. He's also wrote the screenplay for Jurassic Park and Spider-Man and a lot of other successful movies. He actually is a good writer. I think the only thing that went wrong with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, because I did like it, but the aliens being the whole thing was kind of... It didn't feel Indiana Jones. It felt out of place. Right, right. And, you know, there there's just something, you know, that not quite right, but you know what? It's still a you know a, a, a good movie. Yeah, and I'll I'll put my name there out there in a bit. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, I thought uh, it was pretty solid. I laughed. I mean, I really loved the part where they're sinking in quicksand and uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf throws the uh, the big python out there. Here, grab that. Say it's a right, rope. Say right. it's a rope. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've been an Indiana Jones fan since I was little. I can't wait to see what comes next. And, you know, there was all those rumors years ago about uh, a possible script dealing with the Lost City of Atlantis. I would still like to see that. Well, you know, uh, I enjoyed uh, LucasArts' Fate of Atlantis. That's true. The Indiana Jones game. Uh, you know, Telltale Games has been, you know, doing these, uh, oh, I don't know how you describe them anymore, but these games where uh, you click and pick up things and you interact with things um, with... Uh, you know, Back to the Future and The Walking Dead and Fables, and I'm excited to you know that came from the Lucasfilm, yeah, or the LucasArts, LucasArts games, so. games, yeah, yeah. And I did play one of the Indiana Jones games, and it's definitely I think was better than anything I've ever played of a Tomb Raider game because it's mm-hmm. it's the original guy. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see some more games made by them because I'm like that was a really tough game. I I don't remember which one that I used to have on the Xbox. I don't have it any longer, but hopefully it was oh, th- this was. Oh, this was way back. You had to play it on the PC. Yeah, yeah, because it was point and click. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely we're looking forward to this, but we have a long time to wait. Right. So while we're waiting, let's go visit the Neverland Trailer Park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Ah. Yeah. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. Come with me. There's a place I go when I want to be alone. 
How, how did you... Eh, it's my peculiarity. If I show you the rest, you have to promise not to run away. Right on time. Miss Peregrine, delighted to meet you. He's invisible. Of course. We're what's known in common parlance as peculiar. Claire, why aren't you eating? She's embarrassed in front of Jake. Don't be. Because our abilities don't fit in the outside world. We live in places like this. Where no one can find us. Jake, come and play! <laughs> I knew you were one of us when you were born. It's time for you to learn what you can do. But I'm just ordinary. No, you're not. You were born to protect us. Promise me one thing. Look after them, Jake. I promise. Okay, so that was, let's see if I get this right, Mrs. Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. Or is it Home for Peculiar Children? <laughs> I should have looked at that before I started. But yeah, uh, basically this is Charles Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters, only it's a Tim Burton film. Right, right. And you know, quite honestly, the vibe that I got from this, um, it's almost, um, it, it feels to me a lot like Big Fish. I never actually saw that movie. Yeah, and that's really one of my favorite Tim Burton movies. It's still, it's a distinctly Tim Burton movie, but it's not an over-the-top Tim Burton movie. You know, like Dark Shadows or, you know, Willy Wonka. um, Or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I mean. But uh, just just the look and feel of uh, what this trailer showed was incredible. And I'm really looking forward to... Uh, learning more about this world and what Ms. Peregrine does and, you know, just what kind of uh, peculiarities all of these children have. Well, they're mutants, apparently. <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's, I, I, can't, I won't complain too much that this is, oh, look, I think I've seen this before, because really, since X-Men had a school for for mutants with special powers, learning to use those special powers and do some good with it. But yet we got to keep kind of secretive because, you know, the the world outside kind of hates and fears for our powers. Uh, and then you mix that with a little bit of Unseen University from the Discworld book series where you have a school of wizards where everybody's learning, you know, magic. Then you mix that together and you get Harry Potter. Harry Potter was pretty much a school for wizards, which kids that are born with these powers that they have to kind of keep secret because the outside world wouldn't quite understand it and would fear them because of their powers. So they go to school to learn how to use them. Oh yeah, that was X-Men. And in fact, really the three title characters in Harry Potter, let's face it, Ron was Han Solo, Hermione was Princess Leia, and Harry Potter was obviously Luke Skywalker. And heck, I'll even say Hagrid was probably Chewbacca. <laughs> I, when I first saw the first movie, I actually didn't like it because I, I was kind of laughing at how similar it was to Star Wars. It felt like a ripoff. And I was mm. waiting for somebody to tell me that Voldemort was actually Harry Potter's father. Mm. But I ended up liking the films later after I came back to it and I actually uh, went through the third book. You know, I did it out of order. I saw the first movie, then later on 
went through the third book after I saw trailers for Goblet of Fire because it actually kind of looked cool with a big dragon in there. So, you know, we've seen this sort of thing before. So, you know, I, 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 I my first reaction was, oh, look, it's another X-Men type of thing. So, but it's been done so many times now that I'm like, you know what, let's just see what Tim Burton does. And apparently this is a good book. So, you know what, I might have seen this before, but it looks cool anyway. So I'm just going to go and have fun. Well, you know why you've seen it before. I mean, you, you just described it. It's a buildings Roman. Now, I have no idea what that word means. <laughs> well, here comes my uh, English degree. Uh, <laughs> a buildings Roman is a uh, story that is a coming-of-age tale set at a boarding school. <laughs> and generally, they, you know, historically, they have not been you know, a story about magic or peculiarities. But, you know, if you think something like, uh, oh, now my brain's shutting down on me, like Great Expectations, where Pip goes to this school and has to learn how to become a gentleman. Yes, and, and get his heart broken repeatedly by a girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's got a very rich history, and, and certainly with a lot of, uh, you know, with Hollywood, we've looked at every different permutation of what that coming-of-age story set at school can and will be and you know again this is another twist on that tale and it'll be interesting to see what it is and how it works yep but speaking of a uh, a film like this there was another trailer released for x-men apocalypse doesn't it ever wake you up in the middle of the night the feeling that someday they'll come for you and your children i feel a great swirl of pity for the poor soul that comes to my school looking for trouble Some believe that the first mutant was born thousands of years ago. He was some kind of god. And he's going to rise again. You are all my children, and you're lost because you follow blind leaders. No more false gods. I'm here now. He always had four followers. Like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Together, we will cleanse the earth for the strongest. We'll take everything from them. He means to destroy this world. Billions of people killed. The world needs the X-Men. You're gonna join them, aren't you? You wanted me to get out of the house more, right? It's all of us against a god. Let's go to war. Forget everything you think you know. You're not students anymore. You're X-Men. This, I, I gotta say, this was a pretty exciting trailer. Yeah, this got me a lot more excited than the last one. Um, 
and and certainly with uh, the introduction of the new mutants like Psylocke and reintroduction of Angel, uh, mm-hmm. and it looks like you know I could be wrong, but it looks like Magneto's there as one of Apocalypse's uh, horsemen. Yes, Magneto is supposed to be joining on his side, and it was also nice to get a good a, a good look at Nightcrawler. Although I kind of got a look at Nightcrawler, uh, I have a photo which i'll be sharing later when this movie comes out and we review it uh when i saw zootopia they had a nice stand-up you could stand amongst the x-men and nightcrawler was on there oh. so, uh, and, and i did get to see him in this trailer so you know i like nightcrawler i'd like to see what he does with him uh and i think there there's a possibility for some very interesting um i don't know character development or conversation that could happen in the movie when when you've seen the clips before, like, oh, well, I think maybe the Bible got their ideas from Apocalypse or something. And you have Nightcrawler, who is traditionally a very solid, faithful type of character, like solid Catholic mm-hmm. character. I I would like to see some dialogue going on about that, about his point of view of things compared to, uh, like, their point of view of who Apocalypse is and stuff like that. Well, as long as he doesn't make uh, constant references to his being in the circus, as he did in X-Men <laughs> 2, uh, I'll be fine. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Although I did like seeing Nightcrawler in that movie, just because Nightcrawler oh, yeah. is a cool character. I really like him. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, I, I'm sold. I will definitely be checking this movie out. Of course, I probably was going to check it out anyway, <laughs> because it's the X-Men, for crying out loud. <laughs> But uh, I think this really did a good job of just building up the excitement, sort of like that uh, that last Civil War trailer, where we kind of got an idea of the plot. Now they just need to build the excitement. Right. All righty. And we'll see what sort of fun trailers they might stick in front of Batman versus Superman, because I think they've built up my excitement. I, I kind of want to see it, even if I'm not expecting much from it. It's kind of starting to look kind of cool to me. <laughs> you know, I actually caught myself by surprise. I, I went back to see Zootopia for a second time last weekend. And as I was walking out, I glanced over and realized, wait a second, Batman versus Superman is two weeks away well, at yeah. that time. And so, I don't know, my, my interest has definitely peaked. I don't know if I'll see it opening day, but uh, hey, we'll see what happens. Yep, and of course, expect a review right here on the Neverland Podcast. Of course. But now I think it's time for some story time. So, welcome to the Neverland Story Time. This is your Neverland Story Time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. This is the story of Zummy's magic spell. You can read along with me in your book. You will notice time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. Zummy Gummy, the amateur magician of the gummy bears stood proudly in front of a candelabra. Now watch, Kevin. I'm about to do my new lamplighting spell. The young boy was puzzled. But I've seen you do magic before. Yes, but from pieces of paper. This is a spell I learned by heart. Stand back. It may be dangerous. The purple bear squinted his eyes, spun around once, waved his arms, and wiggled his fingers. Flumite, flumame, numau! One little candle on the end burst into a tiny flame. Zummy panted, exhausted. Pretty good, huh? (laughs) That's great, Zummy. Let's go show the others. Kevin grabbed him by the sleeve and dragged him toward the kitchen. But the other gummies had no time for magic tricks. Grammy was banging the water faucet with a saucepan. 
It's a disaster. Our water just shut off, and we need that special pumpkin kind for making more gummy berry juice. Gruffy, see if you can fix this. Gruffy looked at the dry tap. Hmm, this never happened before. Probably just a clogged pipe. I'll get some tools. Zummy stopped him. Since the water is pumped in, the problem could be at the source. Maybe some of us should go see. Gruffy shook his head. I say we all stay and dig. He got a cold look from Grammy. You can stay and dig up the countryside if you want, old fool, but I'm going with Zummy. Back in the Gummy Glen Library, Zummy showed the others a map. Here's where our war comes from. It's called a stumping patient. Uh, I mean a pumping station. <laughs> it's by this river. Little Cubby waved his wooden sword in the air. Oh boy, an adventure! To the quick tunnels! Kevin wasn't too happy as he, Zummy, Cubby, and Grammy crawled into one of the many underground quick tunnel cars. This roller coaster subway scared him silly. The car rolled gently forward, then dropped with the speed of a rocket. Kevin screamed as they shot through the darkness at breakneck speed, banking around curves and doing loop-the-loops. As Kevin climbed wobbly from the car, he heard a loud rumbling. What's that noise, Zummy? Oh, the map shows a little waterfall at the pumping station. But as they stepped into the daylight, they found themselves on one side of a river that thundered down for hundreds of feet. Grammy gasped. <gasps> a little waterfall? Zummy was shaken. The map shows the pumping station on the other side. Cubby pointed to a narrow span of slippery rope. Look! There's a bridge! We can cross the falls there! Oh my goodness! This is terrible, terrible! Zummy moaned as he looked from the skinny bridge down to the crashing water below. <laughs> Cubby whispered to Kevin. Zummy's scared of heights. Zummy stepped out onto the wobbly bridge. Grammy shouted. Don't look down! Just look at the trees on the other side! He struggled halfway and then froze. I... I... I, I can't move! Kevin crawled over Zummy and bent down. Here, climb on my back, Zummy. I'll carry you across. The frightened bear almost choked Kevin doing so, but soon all were safe on the other side. Cubby pointed to a clearing. Look, ogres! We must be in Duke Ickthorn's territory. Grammy shushed him and peeked through the bushes at the ugly warriors. Let's sneak around them and be on our way. Soon, Kevin and the gummies were scampering down a flight of old stone steps. Zummy had his nose in the map. I'm sure this is the right way to the bottom of the fall. <laughs> Zummy caught himself and teetered at the edge of a long drop. Kevin looked down. Wow, these stairs have broken away. I guess we'll have to climb down by rope. At the base of the waterfall, Cubby found a large, ancient door with a carved bear over it. This must be the pumping station, right, Zummy? Good work, Cubby. Now let me try my gummy medallion. Zummy inserted it into the ancient lock. The massive doors swung open, and the bear stepped cautiously into the dark.
Grammy took a torch from the wall. Zummy rushed up eagerly and grabbed it. Let me light it with my magic. Lumite, numame, flumow. Uh, uh, flumite, lumame, numow. Nothing happened. I guess I got the words wrong. Grammy snatched the torch away impatiently. Very impressive, Zummy. Very impressive. Then she lit it by hand. Zummy sighed. Inside, they found a gigantic room filled with huge wooden gears and thick metal pipes leading off in all directions. Grammy stared about in wonderment. Gummy Bears built all this. Zummy nodded, amazed. Yes, and it's been running all these years without anyone tending it. Until now. Cubby gazed at the silent machinery. Kevin glanced around. Zummy, could that be the problem? He pointed to a log jammed into the enormous water wheel. Yes, that's it. But how can we fix it? The adventurous boy pushed up his sleeves. Give me some gummy berry juice, and I'll climb up there and unjam it. Soon he was maneuvering up the steep machinery. At the top of the water wheel, Cavan drank his little bottle of gummy berry juice. With a jolt, he became as strong as 50 men. Cavan took hold of the thick log, heaved, then his feet slipped. He fell, but then grabbed the wet rock and hung on. Slowly, he pulled himself back up and yanked at the log once more. This time, the log moved just as Cavan's strength wore off. A stubborn log slipped back into place. Everyone frowned, but then, under the pressure of the waterfall, the wheel slowly inched around and unjammed the log. Giant gears turned and water began to pump. Back in Gummy Glen, Gruffy peered into a pipe. Suddenly, a gush of water knocked him over. He struggled to his feet, sputtering. I was right. I fixed it. Right till Grammy sees this. With the pumping station working again, the gummies and cavern climbed back up to the top of the falls. Suddenly, two ogres slipped out of the shadows and grabbed the bears. Grammy shouted, Run, Kevin! The ogres chased the boy into the woods. Kevin quickly picked up a branch and tripped the first ogre. Cubby rolled free. Thanks, Kevin. I'll take it from here. Cubby drank his gummy berry juice and bounced down on top of the ogres, freeing Zummy and Grammy. Get going, you guys. I'll meet you on the other side of the river. Then Cubby led the ogres on a merry chase through the forest. Kevin and the gummies headed back across the rope bridge. Kevin looked back and saw Cubby bouncing across the bridge with the ogres right behind him. We've got to cut the ropes! Zummy cleared his throat. <clears> throat> uh, maybe I could try burning them. Oh, honestly, Zummy! Grammy scowled, but Kevin beamed. That's a great idea! I know he can do it! As the ogres thundered across the bridge, Zummy panicked. I can't do it, Kevin! I'll never get it right! Take a deep breath and relax. You know that spell. So Zummy concentrated. Flumite, flumame, numow! The ropes burst into flame. Cubby leaped into the air just as the burning ropes snapped. 
the bridge dropped, and the ogres toppled into the swirling waters below. As Cubby came down, Kevin leaned over the cliff and caught him. Grammy slapped Zummy on the back. You did it, Zummy! You're a real wizard after all! When the travelers returned home, Gruffy was waiting for them. I guess you know you wasted your time. I fixed the water myself. Grammy shook her head. Gruffy, as usual, you don't know what you're talking about. And she left him, sputtering in the doorway. The others were exhausted from their long trip, but Zami was feeling very good about himself. Tommy noticed. Say, Zami, did you ever get the hang of that lamplighting spell? Zami smiled. With a simple wave of his hand, every candle in the main hall burst into glowing flames. The little wizard chuckled. Yes, <laughs> I suppose you could say I did. <laughs> All right, now that we've had our story, how would you like to get the bejesus scared out of you? Oh, I already have. Okay, well then let's take a ride on the Tower of Terror.
midnight long ago, five people stepped through the door of an elevator and into a nightmare. That door is opening once again, but this time, it's open for you. Okay, so we actually have some game news this week, but I was actually on the ball this week, and I managed to pick up Marvel Battlegrounds with the brand new Captain America the First Avenger figure. Uh, did you get a chance to pick this up, Eric? No, I have not. In fact, I only just recently picked up the Force Awakens playset from uh, Infinity, so I'm still running a little behind. I just picked up the Force Awakens a couple of weeks ago and played through it. That was a great one. Have you finished well, I have- it? Oh no, I'm still uh, I'm still on Jakku. Oh, still wow, you're still in the early stuff. Oh yeah, there's oh, yeah. so much to do on Jakku though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you don't necessarily have to finish every side mission, but it's just fun to do it. Mm-hmm. Almost definitely, and I'm having fun with it. But I am so excited to see what lies in store in Battlegrounds. Oh yeah, I was I was kind of thinking I was I was going to be interested in this before, but uh, on the Toy Box TV. Uh, when I was doing laundry Tuesday night, I guess it was. It was because mm-hmm. uh, I guess Tuesday was the release day. The Toy Box TV crew they had a, a tournament uh, over. I guess it's part of Disney Interactive or Avalanche, but they had a tournament. Had a couple people from Community, including uh, Allison, who usually is on Toy Box TV, and I think another guy. I can't think of his name who's usually on the Toy Box TV. But they had like their Q and A people and some other ones in teams, and they broadcast live. And I think you can still go and watch all this on YouTube somewhere. But they broadcast live while they had a tournament playing on Marvel Battlegrounds. And it reminds me a lot of... I'm sure you had to have played the uh, on Nintendo. They had the uh, oh, the Bash Brothers. Is that what they call it over there? I haven't played one in a long while. Super Bash Brothers, you know? Super Smash Brothers? Super Smash Brothers. Thank you. <laughs> but, ah, yeah, got it. Got it, yeah. And that's a lot of fun. And this is exactly what it reminds me of, except for it's more three-dimensional. You have a whole arena... 
That's it's a very interactive arena. You have buttons to press that cause different things that whoop, can hit your enemies. Sorry about whacking the microphone, folks. Uh, and there, there's so much different interaction. They've added uh, the you know the, the characters that you used to how you normally play with them on Disney Infinity. They've they've updated and modified them a little bit to where you, they gave everybody a throw technique. And so you can actually pick up the Hulk, even if you're, you know, uh, Black Widow. You could pick up the Hulk, really. You, you know, if he's blocking, oh. hit your throw button. You can throw him, you know. But uh, oh, cool. they've added new levels of the gameplay. And the only the only hiccup I've had is the only power disc you're able to use are team-up ones. And they did release a whole new set, which includes Darkhawk. For anybody who knows who Darkhawk is, I'm excited about that. I actually had to do a little bit of Wikipedia research to see what they've been doing with Darkhawk lately. And uh-huh. since he hasn't had his solo title, he's actually been uh, running around with Nova and all the and popping up in all these other titles that I'm going to have to go track and check out now. But there's a power disc for Darkhawk, which is really cool. Uh, so I didn't like that I was limited to that one when I do versus, but when I do story mode, it, it it'll randomly select a power disc of some sort for me to play with. But uh, so far, every time I've started up, if I wanted to jump into Versus, I have to actually go through every one of my Marvel figures, touch them to the base, and unlock them. Uh, how they have set this up to where it's supposed to be four players is that you just unlock all the figures, and then you put you can put up to six power discs on both of those sides to play. have all these power discs pop up in the middle of the battle. Huh. And so four players can play on one console system because you're just going to select it uh, just like you would like Street Fighter. Once it's unlocked on there, you just go and, and pick who it is. And the nice thing is, as long as you have a Disney account connected with Disney Infinity, they have a trial character that will be around for like a week or so. And so you can go and try out other characters that you don't own. Mm-hmm. And also, by playing through the main story, which the story, I tell you what, you can finish in about 5-10 minutes. Cool. It's very short. But it was fun. Uh, and it had the, probably one of the best boss battles I had, you know, fighting Ultron. Wow. It was a multiple level boss battle. It was flipping awesome. Uh, but I did complete it, you know, still probably about five, ten minutes. Um, but you gain these tokens and uh, you can use these tokens now to select and play as a character that you don't own and burn a token. So it's either you can use whoever the trial character is or burn a mm-hmm. token to play as one of these characters or something else I've noticed. Uh, as I've been by myself and I was playing against computer opponents, I could either select my computer opponents, but I could only select the characters I have. Or if I go into the center and choose random, the computer can actually choose a character that I have not unlocked and play as that character without costing me any tokens or anything. So I get to fight with these other characters that I don't own. Uh, so, but yeah, I've been having a grand time. It can get, you know, repetitive because really you can just get in there and just, uh, button mash your attack button. For a while, but you know, basically, then when they block, you just do a quick throw. So, uh, a lot of it can end up being that way, but you do still have to implement a bit of strategy and kind of dodge and avoid, especially if they decide to gang up on you. Right. Uh, but I've been having a lot of fun with it. I'm still exploring the concepts of how online play may work. Uh, I haven't, you know, I I know in the PlayStation you can you can set up a party, and I don't know if you could bring other people in on the party. Uh, PlayStation also has a thing that's a share play that I have not really gotten to try out yet, where you're supposed to have other people that are supposed to be able to play whatever you're playing as if they were sitting next to you on your same console. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can manage to do that and maybe even have some PlayStation 3 players be able to jump in because I guess those players don't necessarily have to have 
the Battlegrounds game if they play as if they're on your console. So I'm still, I haven't gotten to try that out, so I don't know exactly how that works. But this is definitely going to be a good area for online play or just having all your friends together and bring their controllers and just go to town and have a lot of fun because it, 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 is, it is Super Smash Brothers with Marvel characters. <laughs> well, it certainly sounds like fun. I'm looking forward to playing. Oh, yeah, you're going to love it. And it's definitely hurry up while Toys R Us still has it for 20 bucks. <laughs> definitely. Because I noticed outside of that, it, they're selling it for about 30 a little bit more. And you know, basically nearly the same price as a regular playset, except for you're only going to get one character. And the playset is really not much for story, but it has a lot of replay value, especially there's these challenges that you unlock. That uh, when you go and you play through the challenges, provided, of course, you play with the character, it says, hey, to to unlock this item from the toy box, use this character. And I don't have that many of the Marvel characters, unfortunately, because during 2.0, I was kind of broke. But I'm going to fix that. I'm going to pick up some 2.0 characters. And, you know, Toys R Us frequently has buy one character, get with the other one like 50% off. So look for sales. And when you have some budget money. Fill your collection of Marvel characters and grab as many of the Marvel team-up discs as you can to fully utilize everything that this is capable of. Because there's a lot of replay value in this of just beating the daylights out of other Marvel characters. All right. To Disney and beyond. Okay, Neverlanders, we have more guests coming in here this episode. Uh, We've had... Katie Lee on here. This is going to be about the fourth time I think we've talked to you. But let's give everybody a quick recap on some of the things that all Disney fans and any other type of fan of animation are probably going to know you from. So what's the, what's the good rundown list? Oh, well, there's Darkwing Duck. Hi, everybody. Uh, the Adventures of the Gummy Bears. There's uh, Jim Henson's Muppet Babies. Um, let's see. What else? Space, Space Racers now for the young ones. on Um... But way back in the day, Totally Spies, The Mr. Men Show, Dumbo Circus on the Disney Channel. How's that? A lot of stuff. So everybody should remember who you are. And uh, last time we talked to you, uh, you guys had just had a book. You and Will Ryan had written a book together called Adventures in Oddity, which I think some people expected a bit of a tell-all behind the scenes of Adventures in Odyssey. But really, that's the next book. That is the next book. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but this was more just some fun uh, kind of conversation between you two, and it's got a lot of humor and a lot of fun, and some stories of some interesting things you've done with traveling around the world. But the audio version is now coming out. Yes, we're so excited. We went in the studio and we read it almost word for word, uh, but we added a lot of fun stuff, and it's a lot more. There's a lot more music in it than the book. I can guarantee that, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, we, we, we did have, we told a, a few more stories, we had a lot of laughs, and like you said, the premise of this book, it was for fun, and according to Will, it was to disprove that in any way, shape, or form, Connie and, and well, that Katie and Will are anything like the characters they portray on Adventures in Odyssey, and <laughs> we'll let the uh, listener decide what they think about whether or not this premise was a... Uh, truism or not (laughs) (laughs) i've read the book and i'm not telling (laughs) well we yeah we're so excited it's just just got finished you're really the first interview so yeah you got the scoop yay yeah so we're gonna have a social media guy now see 
I know, huh? Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, we, we had fun. We couldn't help getting a little uh, intense because, you know, when we were recording together in a very small booth, very close quarters. <laughs> you know, for anyone who might not be familiar with Will Ryan, we could run through a heck of a list of some characters he's played for Disney as well. I mean, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Giant. Uh, I believe he also voiced Pete in uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, didn't he? Yep. My goodness. Uh, and, and you know, uh, Get a Horse. Oh, yes, right. He wasn't Get a Horse for Pete again. Cause he, I mean, I love Jim Cummings, but I think Will does Pete better. I don't know. I like it better. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's almost a different style of character between how Will was presenting him as more of the villainous type and Jim Cummings, who's trying to make him just that annoying, fun neighbor. So You know, and it all depends in all fairness. It depends who hires them and why and, you know, what what's going on. When they did get a horse, it was a very, very old version, mm-hmm. and they were matching that style, and, and you know, Will got to do that. And some of the original voices uh, were used, I think. And, I mean, hopefully you'll get Will on the show one of these days, and he can explain. Or maybe, because as Will says in our second book, when we return of Adventures in Oddity, he wants... Um, fans and listeners to ask their questions and we'll actually answer them in this one so the elusive will ryan actually answering some questions my goodness that's what he said that's what he promised so you know i'll hold him to it it. yeah my goodness he's hard to get on anywhere because he's so busy with touring and has his music groups and he's very talented and uh Actually, somebody even shared on Facebook that they found like an early group that it was him and another guy. They, they yeah, Willio and Filio. Willio yeah. and Filio. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And wow. yeah, Phil Barron. I'll just tell on him a little bit, but Phil and, and Will came to uh, California to work for Disney's and do music. And Phil was also in Welcome to Boo Corner and Dumbo Circus. Um, no, did he work on Double Service? No, he worked on Welcome to Pooh Corner. But uh, we we found, thanks to YouTube, we've Ooh. discovered old episodes of Teddy Rockspin that we all worked on, too. Wow. If you're from... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, Phil played Teddy, and Will played Grubby, and I was Princess Arusia. Oh, cool. I, I vaguely remember I know, right? I didn't actually own any of the toys, but I remember the cartoon. I was like, hey, look, it's a cartoon. Well, this wasn't the cartoon. This was a live action, sort of like Dumbo's Circus. And really? I, we found it on YouTube. Yeah, and when Will came over to record uh, the book, when we were working on recording, I played it for him. And it was just the sweetest thing because he was this prince and he saved me. Or maybe he, maybe he was my brother. I don't know, but it was very sweet. Okay. And we hadn't seen it. I'm going to have to look that up now because I didn't know there was a live action. I remember the little animated thing that they did when the toys had came out mm-hmm. and they were going to do a little animated series. But I, oh. Well, I think I posted it on my Katie Lee voice actor Facebook page. Okay, I'll have to go look for that. So you can look for that there. I did yeah. see the, and I, I got to bring this one up because, you know, being the Spider-Man junkie that I am, you technically have voiced Spider-Man. <laughs> I know, I saw that. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, that yeah, he did, you know, but it's, it's Rolf the Dog playing Spider-Man, right? <laughs> yes. I think it must have been a promo or something for, like, Saturday morning cartoons that they would show, like, a Friday night before, because I don't remember that in any episode of the Muppet no, Babies. No, no, it was part of an episode. No, it wasn't. It was a Muppet Babies episode. Wow. 
Well, for anyone who yeah. doesn't know what we're talking about, but there was a clip where it had baby Rolf as Spider-Dog, and Skeeter comes out, and she wants to be Spider-Man. And then they actually have Spider-Man from Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends kind of animation style come out and said, but I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> then there's just a surprise must, cameo. <laughs> it must have been an episode about superheroes. Yeah, I think Skeeter wanted to be Spider-Girl. Oh, that's right. She wanted to be Spider Girl, so that that was that was fun, and, and Stanley made a cameo yes, in that. Yeah. So, by the way, when you talk about Will and his amazing talents, he has a band called Will Ryan and the Cactus County Cowboys, and his music is in the audio book, audio version of Adventures in Oddity. So you get to hear that, and a surprise impromptu uh, tune we came up with one day when we were recording at Phil Lawler's house. Ah. And I'm sure it's filled with some of his fun, invented words, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. You know, I have to tell you, there is a segment in the book. And if you – I just reading it is pretty funny. But trying to read it out loud, Will's <laughs> names for future lunar states, um, it's – we – it took us – at least an hour to get through those because every time he read one, Phil and I would crack up. I'd have to run to the bathroom. It would just kept going on and on. We barely got through that. And then even even still, my my dear husband, who's um, the editor of our project, he, he he you know he's very particular. He's saying we have to listen through again. We have to listen through again. I'm like no, please don't make me listen to that part. I have to run to the bathroom. It's so funny. <laughs> but if you could, I you know, I don't know if if there's ever a real place named Flippy, I'm gonna die. That's all. <laughs> Flippy. Yeah, and that was definitely <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the book is the list of all these lunar states. <laughs> uh, I think I would call them lunatic states. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So this is going to be available, and I'm sure you're going to have some links also through your website, right? Yeah, uh, voiceofyourchildhood.com, but it's going to be on Bandcamp is where uh, folks can get a hold of the um, the download, downloadable version. But we're also producing hard copy CDs with artwork and stuff for our, you know, the fans, people who like to collect the CD. Now, that's not available yet. So, because... Will, who's also a um, an artist, for those who don't know, is very particular about his artwork. So um, that could be a whole other book of us arguing about how to get this CD produced. But <clears throat> in anyway, it's it's in the works as well. Hmm, I might might be worth the wait to go and get the CD just because I'd love to see some of his artwork. Oh well, I mean, he wanted the artwork's in the book. Oh, awesome. that's okay. all, all the art that he did is in the book. But as far as the CD cover and the liners and the little spleen thing, you know, he's very particular. So that's there's nothing um, new art wise in the cover, but he wants to make sure it's done nicely as opposed to letting me do it. So, you know. <laughs> So it's definitely worth it, though, to buy the book so you get a hard copy and you get to see all the artwork there in the book. And then you get the audio version electronically and you get some new content that's not in the book and some Will Ryan music. But wait, but wait, Jeremy, there's more. 
There is. There is also an <laughs> option. There's also an option to download the Kindle. I put the Kindle version up on Amazon, so people who just want to have a look, maybe on their iPad or their phone, and don't really care about having a, a hard copy of the book, it, it's available that way too. Oh well, there you go. So anyone. There who's- you go. So. Doesn't like if to somebody, see pages or something. <laughs> exactly. Or if they just want everything electronic, they can download the audiobook, they can download the Kindle version. And I'm just I'm the one with the duties of trying to figure out if there's any way to package this stuff to make it more appealing to those who are interested. But it, right now as we speak, Kindle versions available, uh, printed copies available. And the downloadable audiobook should be available by the time this goes out over the airwaves. And, of course, there will be links in the show notes, so make sure you follow them. Click on through there and get yourself a copy. Uh, I actually have a sample that I will share with you all. It's kind of a little ad they've put together, which I think was very funny. I was laughing when I listened to it. Uh, and so we'll just have everybody – well, I'll play that one uh, when we say goodbye to Katie, which Katie's got some other things to go and do and everything. So we better say goodbye to Katie. So thanks for coming on the show and telling us about the audio version, Katie. Oh, my pleasure. And I just, if anybody happens to be in Arizona, Will and I will be there to do a little reading of our book at the Crossroads Bookstore in Peoria, Arizona on May. Uh, now, I said it. I think it's the 14th. It's a Friday, 13th or 14th, whenever that is, a Friday night and Saturday at the bookstore. And so we'll have copies of our book and copies of the CD that we can autograph and. And Will's going to play some of his music Friday night, so it'll be fun. And I will try to send Lost Boy Eric Warren, who lives in Arizona, to go to that event and share it with us. Ah, well, we love Lost Boys, so... Yes. Yeah, have him introduce himself. Yes, in fact, I forgot. We gave you a pixie name last time you were on the show, even, but I forgot what it was. Oh, I did get a pixie name. (laughs) Yes, your flutter voice, pixie flutter voice. Oh, I'm Flutter Voice! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) It was from your own choosing, and it's a perfect name here. Oh, Flutter Voice. Okay, I feel good now that I remember my pixie name. (laughs) See, you always have to remember that, because you've got to remember to keep your pixie in your pocket. That's right. Well, thank you so much. It was so nice talking to you, and if anybody has any questions, they can... Uh, go to my website, the website voiceofyourchildhood.com and email me. Uh, on Facebook, the official uh, Katie Lee voice actor page. So there'll be information about the stuff there too. And uh, come to Arizona and see us at the Crossroads Bookstore or in Cactus County. Ah, and before anybody, before I forget about this, they can also hear you uh, doing the audio versions of They Have Candid Conversation with Connie, which has become a book series, which is based on your character on Adventures in Odyssey that uh, one of the writers has been writing. They're kind of uh, helpful books, I guess, for, uh, you know, like young teenagers. Young girls. girls. Young Mm -hmm. girls? Yeah, well, adolescent, you know, maybe middle school or younger, maybe fifth, sixth grade, yeah, up through middle school. So any parents that have a have an adolescent daughter, this mm-hmm. might be another good thing, and you can hear some more fun from Katie. Oh, thank you. Yeah, even yeah, even high schoolers. Yeah, I think that it's really it's really nice, and I got to read the first one. I think that there, I think there might be two, but I did the audio version of the first one. So thank you for mentioning that. 
Yeah, I had almost forgotten that I was going to bring that up. <laughs> All right. But wow. Then, yeah, we will talk to you next time because, of course, you're welcome anytime. If you got a new project, you just let us know. I will. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. What happens when you take two recognizable characters, one male? Greetings and salutations, fellow Earthlings. I'm Will Ryan, and I play Eugene Meltzner. And one female? Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Lee, and I play Connie Kendall in Adventures in Odyssey. Add a little sarcasm. Because I've got better things to do with my time than to write a foreword for two people who can't even decide whose name should be listed first. Some educational information. A sesquipedalian is a person habituated to the employment of verbiage of notable heft. A dash of mutual respect. I was going to read the cover. No, I'll read the cover. Well, what? I can, I can well, do it. We want it to be good, though, right? Now, uh, excuse I'll, I'll be, me? I... Oh, did you sneeze? I'll read the cover now. What? I, it's my studio. And combine these ingredients into a mission. I intend to correct a commonly held long-standing misapprehension on the part of the listenership of Adventures in Odyssey. Oh, you want to straighten something out. Indeed. What do you have? Adventures in Oddity by Will Ryan and Katie Lee. Katie Lee and Will Ryan. Available April 1st. All right, Neverlanders, we have a very special guest again. This, well, this guy, I tell you, and I have to make a confession. I've only been to Walt Disney World one time, and I did not know that this show existed at the time, and so I completely missed. But, of course, once you've gone to one of the parks, you become completely obsessed with them. And so I started finding podcasts, and that's when I first heard a recording of this show, and I was completely blown away on how much fun it was and even how much fun it came through audibly even not being in the room of just how much fun this is so i was like i I, I gotta tell people about this you know so i started telling people when they're making their trips make sure you go and see yeehaw bob and so i saw uh here on facebook that yeehaw bob jackson has a new recording that he's got a new album and you've got several uh, after looking at the website uh, but a new album that you've just recently released and i wanted to kind of help out and say well we got to let people know he's got original compositions you got to check it out so i thought it would be great to have him on here to spend some time with us and so here he is the one and the only yeehaw bob jackson <laughs> yeah! hello everybody this is yeehaw bob jackson Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is Yeehaw Bob Jackson from Porterlings Riverside, Walt Disney World, and I'm so glad to be here on the Neverland Podcast talking to my good friend Jeremy. Jeremy, thank you for inviting me onto your show. Oh, well, thanks for, so much for coming on. You really do embody the young at heart, positive attitude spirit that uh, we try to encourage people to have. You know, I'm I'm pushing 40, but I try to act like I'm about 10 years old most of the time if I can get away with it. And I, your show is... I, I saw on your resume you say you've been married 36 years. I say that's ridiculous because you can't be any more than about 20, right? Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I've been married a long time, and we're just still rolling along, and it's all good. I've been there at Porter Lane's Riverside. I'm starting into my 19th year. I've been on that little stage 19 years, and every year is just a hoot. Every night, every show is lots of fun. And you just seem to have boundless energy. I do. I love to entertain. It's my passion. 
Porter Leans. I've been there for almost 19 years. It's free to get in. I'm there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. The show starts at 8.30. Kids are welcome all night long. And I want to invite everybody down to the show because we have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. You do sing-alongs and play a lot of boogie-woogie tunes and a lot of songs, actually, that people know. It's just a perfect song choice because everybody knows the songs, and so you can sing along. And if you don't know it, you can fake it. <laughs> That's right. We love to entertain. We love kids, and we love to do those Disney songs. And it's just a great, fun time. It's, every night is a hoot at that show. So I saw that uh, you started playing piano at a very young age. So when did it really kick in that you became a huge music fan and it became your passion? It's all I've ever done since I was a young man is to play the piano. I've traveled abroad and uh, my wife was a singer and we lived for years on the road. And we moved to Orlando in 1992. And I started working out there at Disney not too long after that. I used to play at the Diamond Horseshoe Show. I played Coke Corner. I was a, I was a sub uh, keyboard player at the Tarzan Show. I played all the parks, almost all the shows. I played the Hoop de Doo. And I've had my own show there at Port Orleans now for almost 19 years. My goodness. You've got a very long history with Disney then. <laughs> Love every second of it. It's a big hoot. Oh, of course. And I see uh, that you majored in composition back in Cincinnati and University. I did. I was a music composition major. I love to write my own songs. I've got a new CD out, uh, uh, My Sunset Sky. I, there's plenty places to find online where you can order it, download it. I've got a YouTube channel. You're welcome to listen to all the songs right there. I'm making videos. I'm uh, transcribing all the songs out, so I'll have a book of my original piano music, so I should have that done here uh, by the end of the year. And I'll start recording again, and I've got 10 different CDs out. Three of them are original music CDs. I've got a Disney sing-along CD. I've got a CD of the show. I've got a gospel piano. I've got two ragtime pianos. I've got a children's CD. So I've done lots of recording, and uh, you can find all those CDs on my off from my website oh and i have been enjoying your youtube channel i have checked out whenever you've posted up some new songs and it's i mean it's very very good stuff and it's anyone who's maybe used to your you know boogie woogie and fun uh you can write these really just sometimes melancholy sometimes a little cheerful but just beautiful pieces of music i love to write and i'm glad you enjoy it i hope uh, we can share that with all your listeners because I, I it's what i love to do Oh yeah, and I, I do definitely enjoy music, and I think I've I've gained more appreciation for the piano through the years because it's it's probably one of the most versatile instruments. Because I, I used to play trumpet and I tried to learn guitar, but uh, piano. I mean, you got multiple octaves in there, and the talent it takes to to have one hand doing one thing and the other hand doing something else blows my mind entirely. And I have no idea how people get this good. I mean, I've even got to speak with Tom Amin. Uh, was he does a lot of original composition and also likes to do his own spin on like Star Wars music and stuff like that and had him on and uh, he, he just blows me away as well. Well, good. Music is a, f a fun thing to, to participate in. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, I used to play marching band, so <laughs> that was my fun. <laughs> that was supposed to be the official band nerd type of thing, but I, I, there's just a joy in music and playing music and getting to play it before others that I completely understand where you're coming from on that. Well, I love to play, and I've, I've got a bugle. I blow this bugle on stage, and uh, there, there was um, 
it was a Christmas, it was Christmas time. They had a big Christmas tree up in the lobby and they had these uh, plastic uh, bugles as um, ornaments. And I just took one with me into the lounge one night. This was a number of years ago. And I started blowing on that thing and made everybody laugh. So now I've got a bugle on stage with me. And, and we all just hoot and holler and make lots of noise. So uh, <laughs> Every night's a party. Every night is a party. <laughs> uh, now, definitely, I want to jump in here and talk a little bit about some of these CDs you have here. Uh, I'm very interested in this, this gospel favorites. Uh, you've hit pretty much every song I grew up singing in church. Well, good. I've been playing at the same little church here in, uh, in Orlando for almost 22 years. And I love to play those old hymns. And those are uh, the, the titles are a little misconceiving. I, I should have said it's my, I'm playing my favorite song instead of your favorites but I, I love those old songs and uh i love to play those old songs and i'm still playing those old songs every sunday in church yeah well i, I think your title works it's some of my favorites too Good. <laughs> you learn to appreciate it more the church i go to now we do a lot of sort of a contemporary mix with some of the old hymns but even when we play an old hymn they've modernized it so much to where i don't even recognize it so i i don't i don't know what i'm singing half the time but I've heard you have on your website a sample of How Great Thou Art, and you've added that sense of boogie-woogie fun, even, it sounds like, to How Great Thou Art, and yet still, you know, just playing it beautifully. I love to play. I don't hide my light under a bushel. I love to play. I pull out all the stops every Sunday. And if you're in town, by golly, you're welcome to come up to our little church. It's about 18 miles from Port Orleans Riverside, but we could certainly get you the directions and invite you up to church on Sunday. Anybody wants to come. Oh, yeah, that's definitely going to be on now my list of things to do. Because <laughs> my wife has never been to a Disney park, so it's one of my goals. i got to get her to a Disney park, and i got to definitely see a Yeehaw Bob show. And then Sunday morning, there we go. We'll go check it out. I hope you do. It's, you're more than welcome. So when you're writing the, your original pieces, what inspires you? Is it things going on in your life, or is there things you just kind of think about? Or I mean, how does it come to you? It's just a spontaneous thing. I'll find... A little kernel of a of a phrase or a song or a tune or something, and I'll just start experimenting with it and keep pulling this little string until I can. I've I've um, I've come up with a song. I try to come up with a beginning and an end and maybe a core bridge and a, and uh, to try to find a change of keys and and uh, you just take your time with it and and it just kind of evolves. You kind of feel like sometimes you get to tell a story through music? Absolutely, absolutely. In my videos, I love to try to come up with these uh, visuals to come to go with my songs. And uh, you can find all that on the YouTube channel. Yeah, and it's a very good channel. I highly recommend it. Like I said, I've been checking it out, and they're, they're very, very nice. It's very relaxing to even to just to listen to and just kind of check in the, views, the visuals. Uh, it's definitely good stuff to kind of listen when you're just trying to relax at home or you got a little bit of work you need to do at home and uh, that kind of thing. Just something to kind of listen to in the background or, or to just sit and relax. I, 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 I enjoy piano music. We'll just say that. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. I'm glad you like. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking at a lot of these CDs here. Now, do you mainly uh, sell, I guess, through your own website? Uh, but I was wondering, do you have this available on iTunes as well? Absolutely. Uh, some the original songs are all available on on uh, Amazon, iTunes, and uh, the CDs are all available there at uh, my performances. And soon to have all of the sheet music available. 
Yep, I'm writing all out. I'm writing all those original songs out. Oh my goodness! And I'm also looking at your website. All these fun T-shirts you have. <laughs> yeah, I've got lots of T-shirts. I've been doing it for a long time, and I just keep coming up with these things, and people love it, and they buy them, and and off we go. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely probably one of the more fun shows that are that, because you know everybody always thinks about doing things inside the park. You know that's. You know, even when I went with my friend of mine, my first trip, everything we thought to do was inside the park and then maybe going to downtown Disney at the time. But uh, it was, you know, it's been later on. I found out all the different fun things you can do outside of the parks that if you really don't experience some of it, you really miss out. And so I've been trying to, like I said, I was telling to tell people, you got to go to the Yeehaw Bob show. He's in one of the hotels. Go check it out. Ask around. You'll find it. I'm yes. sure a bus will take you. <laughs> yep. It's easy to find. And uh, you just ask anybody, and they'll point you over towards the Port Orleans Riverside with the Yeehaw Bob Show. Four nights a week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The show starts at 8.30. Uh, do you have a particular uh, type of music that is your absolute favorite? Well, I love to entertain. I love to get people involved in the show. Every Everything I do in that show has something for the audience to be involved in. Mm -hmm. And we march around the room, we jump up and down, we roll around on the floor, we we just carry on like we don't know any better. <laughs> Which is great. Because I, I saw that you know you do have uh, a CD full of Boogie, Rags, and Stride, and uh, you've mentioned in here that you've played some Fats Waller, some James B. Johnson, and Jelly Roll Morton. Now, Fats Waller I've heard of. I'm not familiar with the other two, though. Oh, they're all um, very popular, very uh, instrumental uh, in the early jazz, uh, Jelly Roll Morton lived down around uh, in New Orleans around the 1920s. James B. Johnson was out of New York City, and uh, they both had very distinctive styles and very interesting. And it's a lot of both of those guys are f lots of fun to play, and I still play their music. Uh, I don't really get to incorporate it there in the show as often, uh, but I do practice it and play it at home a lot. Ah, yeah. See, I I enjoy music from that time period mainly. Uh, I think because of my my grandmother when uh, when I before I started kindergarten, I was over at her house all the time, and especially around Christmas time. Uh, and we'd be listening to Bing Crosby. And, you know, of course, this is later than the '30s, but you know, Bing Crosby, uh, Perry Como, and so I kind of grew up listening to that. So as I've gotten older, I've I go to the library and I find these old radio shows, and most of the old radio shows would have uh, some sort of musical act that would come on. And so I've gotten to hear. Uh, Oh, and I can't think of the name of the sisters now. The Andrews sisters become some of my favorites. Uh, I I think there was just uh, that's that time in music. It seems you know that was your main entertainment, and there was so much more talent than what I find a lot of people today have. You know that now it's it's whatever's a, a marketable type of thing, and it's like the almost factory that we put it out. That when when you have the truly great musicians come along, it is really nice to hear. Like, oh look, here's somebody who actually has some serious talent. And uh, with you, you know, it's it's nice that people can actually come and see you and have some talent on display and have some fun. Uh, so I, I really appreciate how you've got that old school style. Yeah, it's things. a lot of fun. James B. Johnson mm -hmm. and uh, both and Fats Waller and uh, Jelly Roll Morton. The all their music was very fast, furious, and uh, challenging to play. Very left hand oriented, and it's complicated. And uh, it's it just been a real challenge. I love to play that old, early style of music. Oh, yeah. That's some of the best stuff right there. <laughs> Definitely. 
Well, Jeremy, I want to thank you for inviting me onto your show. I want to invite everybody out to the Port Orleans Riverside. This is Yeehaw Bob Jackson giving a big shout out to all my friends at the Neverland Podcast. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Jeremy, thank you so much. Everybody, have a great one. everybody thanks so much for coming on (laughs) bye-bye jeremy okay well i think that was probably more fun than we could hold in one week (laughs) what do you think (laughs) oh most definitely (laughs) but of course we invite you to come back next week and we thank you all for coming with us so from the spider pan jeremy and from lost boy eric goodbye and uh, you know keep a big seat in your pocket and stuff Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, a link to visit our shop, and much more. And please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. Or email us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. If you email us a Lost Boy or Pixie nickname with a reason why you chose that name, you can become an official Neverlander. Girls are too clever to get lost, so we are naturally magical pixies. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support in keeping the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to keeping the pixie dust alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions. God God bless. bless! about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.